0: powerful prayer. Why? Because you're praying with the will of God. You're praying with God's understanding and not your own. Mm -hmm. How many of you know we're our biggest enemy? We're our biggest problem. I'll put it like that until you learn how to cooperate with the spirit of God. Amen. And only God can provide that for us. And so isn't it wonderful that God has found a way for us to pray the perfect pray and His perfect the perfect prayer, and His perfect will for us without us messing it up. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. And so I just believe that prayer. Uh, since we're talking about prayer, the uh, conference theme is the power of prayer. We are powerful people. Amen. We possess the most uh, precious commodity. That there is, and that's the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, Amen. But we tend to ignore His power. Sometimes we ignore His existence because we want to do things our way. Sometimes we don't stop and allow God to allow the our Helper, our Comforter, Amen. That person, that well, He's the the third uh, person of the uh, Triune. God or the, fir- the third person of the spirit, you know. We don't allow him to come into our situations and lead us and guide us because he is our guider. He's the one that guides us into all truths. And that's what the Bible says. Amen. Prayer is powerful and it should not be misunderstood. And, and it shouldn't be underrated. You know, uh, prayer is something that You can always depend on, I I believe in always putting that prayer out there. Always pray. The Bible says a man should always pray and not to faint. And so we need to always pray and never underestimate your prayer. God is a God that hears. He's a God that reacts to our prayer. And he does something about it. He answers our prayer. So we should never doubt. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the the uh, spirit realm or, you know, you can't get anything, I think, worthwhile if you don't visit the spirit realm. Amen. I think that's where all our goodies are. Everything you're praying for is in the spirit realm. And you have to know your way around there so that you can get your stuff. Amen. <laughs> you got to get your stuff. And so we need to pray in the Spirit like, you know, it's, it's I want to say, it's second language. It's it's normal. You know, we used to, uh, back in the day, we used to listen to Robert Laird, and he used to say, praying in the Spirit is normal. It's not normal when you don't pray in tongues, you know. And so you have to incorporate this in your everyday life. And I know most of us do We need to incorporate this in our children's lives and let them know that this is not weird. Amen? You know, it's, it's, I think, the pathway to, to the spirit realm where all of our answers are, where God is. Amen? Let's turn to James 5, and it talks about the prayers, the effectual prayers of a righteous man. And one translation says they are powerful and effective. So your prayers are powerful and effective. So you have to understand and know that about your prayers. You know that you're praying to a God that hears, a God that loves you, a God that does something about what you're talking about because he's listening and he's interested in what you're praying. Amen? He always, God always wants to answer your prayer, but you have to pray his will. A lot of us pray for some weird stuff. That's not, it's not on the list, (laughs) but stay on the list, stay on God's list, amen, hallelujah. James 5, let's see, verse 16, and it says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails a little No, it avails much. Hallelujah. Now y'all hear. It says it avails much. Amen. So never underestimate your prayers. You know, the first time it doesn't come to pass, two or three months or two or three years or whatever, and then you think God's not listening. Amen. But God hears your prayers. And I think this is one thing that we, I think that's part of the process, to learn and to experience god and how he works and you know just knowing that he is there and then two or three years later you say, wow he answered that prayer you forgot about it because you really didn't want it anyway amen or it wasn't that important to you but god heard and he he never see this is the thing god never forgets a prayer we forget Some of the things that we pray for, we put them on the shelf and we forget about them, God never forgets. He brings to pass those things that you forgot about or those things that you thought you couldn't have. Or some people say, well, he didn't answer, so that was a no. It's not a no. Amen. Hallelujah. If it's his will, God always says yes. He always says yes. Amen. So maybe sometimes when we pray for things, see, you forgot about it. You didn't need it. Or wasn't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But God always answers prayer. Hallelujah. So the, the, the powerful and effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, Elijah was a man, and he was just like us. He was a normal person. He had a, a, a natural, normal nature. And he prayed that it didn't rain, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. Then he, he prayed it, that it rained, and it started to raining. And and the the it says that the the earth yield its crop, and it yield its crop. It, in other words, the earth produced after three and a half years of not raining, because God thought enough of this prophet to answer his prayers to you, to let him know that your words have power. How many of you know your words have power? Amen? So watch what you say and mean what you say. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 18. Did I read that? It says, and he prayed again. Oh, it talks about at least him. It says, and he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Amen. Why? Because he had faith in God that God was listening. Why would you pray for for something to not, you know, for it not to rain, then turn around and pray for it to rain? He wanted to know that God was with him, and God showed him that he was. Amen. So the power of prayer can do other things. If it can stop the rain and start the rain, it can raise the sick. You know, raise them up off their sick bed. Amen. Raise the dead. Amen. The power of prayer. It can do so many things. It can rearrange a, a schedule. Amen. Uh, prayer can do all things. And the Bible says that whatever the word, when that word is sent out, it accomplishes that which God pleases. And so never think that God is not hearing you. He is hearing you. Let's go to Matthew 17. Hallelujah. Matthew 17. And it talks about how much faith you need to get a miracle. How much faith you need or how much you have to pray to get something to shift from one place to another. Don't need much. Amen. It says that you need the the faith of a mustard seed. Are y'all here? Faith of the mustard seed. So in other words, it don't take much, does it? 17 verse 20. It says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, assuredly I say to you, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, hallelujah. So you can speak to any mountain. Anything that's in your way, you can blast through it. Amen? With the power of prayer. See, the Bible said, now we are, we already read in James 5, it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, amen, or that powerful, effective prayer of a righteous man avails much, so you can say to the mountain, amen, because you, why, because you can have whatsoever you say, so it, where was I at, in 20, it says, so he can say to this mountain, move from here to there, so you can shift atmospheres, You can shift things in the atmosphere from one place to another with your mouth. Well, why doesn't that happen? Because you don't believe it's possible. Amen? You have to believe in what God is telling you. Move here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. So if you believe and you plant your seed of faith, It'll happen for you. But you can't give up on it. Forget it. Like, oh, I forgot that prayer. Let's move on to something different. You persist. You stay on that thing until it moves. If it doesn't move, you stand. The Bible says, having done all. So do you have to do it all? Well, how long? I don't know how long. Until it moves. Amen. <laughs> until you accomplish your goal. Amen. Amen. And so you stand on the word and you stand until it moves. Well, what if it don't move? Then you stay there and you take a stand. That's what a stand is. You don't don't bow. Amen? You stand solid on the word of God until the devil bows. You can wear the devil out. Don't tell me you can't. You can wear him out. Because he is not more powerful than we are. God's given us dominion. Power, authority, and we have a right to be here and to do what we are saying. It's like this. God's given us the authority to say, Mount, move from here to there. Problems move. Poverty go in Jesus' name. Symptoms, I call you down. I bind you and I break your power. I break your hold over me in the name of Jesus. And so we have that right. The devil's a trespasser. He's, he has no rights. He has no rights to you. He has no rights to your kids. He has no rights to anything that's going on with you. Amen? And so you can make him stop, but you have to take a firm stand and don't quit. Anybody can quit. But only those that are called by God will stand. You have to stand the test of times. Amen. And sometimes you have to work at these things. But it's not impossible. You know why? Because you got the victory already. See, victory has already been planned out. Your victory is already a a forever settled fact in heaven. It's already already planned. But you have to walk out the process sometimes. Some things are easy and some things just don't move until you... Persist, Amen? And, but how will you ever know if you don't stand? How will you ever know? So prayer is powerful. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that the weapons uh, of this fight are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And I think that's where we get messed up where we think this is going to be an easy fix sometimes. And you have to use spiritual weapons because carnal weapons and carnal understandings just don't work. They don't work in some situations. Some things you can say move from here or there and it moves. Other things you persist and stand. And in some things you have to call out the National Guard. Amen? But I'm telling you, it's worth it, and it's an already done deal because I look at it like this. Our prayers are weapons of mass destruction. Amen. They are. And you, you, it's like turning loose a, a bomb on the devil's head. Amen. And so you have to believe that. You believe. We believe. We receive when we pray. Amen. You don't know how much that scripture, that's the scripture that Norval, um, not Norval, but Kenneth Hagen stood on when he was sick, when he was a, a teenager. And he read that scripture, and he says, when he read that scripture, he said he was, he was, he got healed. That's how he got, he believed, he, he said, he told God, he says, why am I still sick? I'm believing every word you're saying. And it wasn't until God revealed that scripture to him, and he says, okay. I have to believe that when I prayed, I received it, I believe it, and let's move on to something else because I'm healed. Amen. Amen. And so that's when it worked for him. And so he believed, he he received it. So you have to believe that it's done. And that's where I used to get hung up all the time because I used to tell God, well, if it's done, then why am I still going through this? Or why do I still see that? you know why is it nothing has changed but see in the spirit realm everything has changed when your when your prayers hit the atmosphere it's like a bomb going off amen right in the devil's ears can you imagine somebody turning a bomb loose in your ears and that's the way it is when you because your words have power amen why because what you're praying for has already been spoken god's already worked it out so that's why you can have it, and you can have it now. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. It's already been dealt with. 2 Corinthians 10. So you can have it, and you can have it now. You know, we sometimes when things take a long time, we ourselves put it on the shelf. If we say, well, it ain't coming. Or if it's coming, I'll just deal with it later, you know. But you have to keep that thing right in front of God. You know, the woman that persisted. She she, borrowed, uh, she bothered that angry ruler. And he says, I'm not afraid of your God. I know you're a, a, a woman that loves God. He says, but I'm not afraid of your God. You, in other words, you don't have anything that's going to move me. But your persistence, because you kept messing with me. And because you kept coming back and persevering, that's what made me, you know, that made her get what she asked for because she wouldn't quit. And so she was like kind of like I look at it like a pit bull when they grab you, they don't let go. That's where you have to do the devil. and amen. and you're gonna come up against opposition. You're gonna come up against people who say you you're crazy or you let that go. Or God never said, and you know, the devil start talking to you, and then you start telling people, Well, God never said that to me, you know? But he said it, stand, having done all, and let people think what they want to think. Because they're going to do that. Look, let's get this straight. People think Christians are crazy. Most of us are, okay? Be comfortable with that. It's okay. It's okay. We don't have to be like everybody else, it's okay to be different amen i love it amen and so be comfortable with who you are you know and just be comfortable with what god has said you know his his word never returns void but it always accomplishes that which he wants it to accomplish it never comes back undone and so you and don't think you don't have to talk you got to talk to yourself you got to talk to the devil you gotta to talk to your dresser, your mirror. <laughs> you gotta do all of that, but uh, don't let it go in your heart. I think that's when we, when our heart fails. You know, when you let something go in your heart. You you ever prayed for something so long and you said with your mouth, I don't, I don't want it, I don't need it, but in your heart it was still there. That's a good thing. Never let go in your heart. Never let go. Because as long as you don't let it go in your heart, God will never let it go. He's he's not gonna let it go even if you do, but you know and then I've I've known uh times when God will bring things back to you. And you're not thinking, He said, like, Well, don't you want that? And I'm like, Well, if you want me to have it, I'll take it, you know. But God wants you to have everything you pray for. Don't underestimate. See, that's when we underestimate the power of our prayers. Never underestimate because it's all good all the time. Amen. So let's see. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. And I think that's what holds up a lot of prayers. You know, warring in the flesh. Your war is not a a fleshly war. Because if you've seen the devil, let me know. Give me his address. You understand what I'm saying? See, we've never really seen him. We've seen his works. We've seen people who represent him. But in other words, he's in the spirit realm where you need to be fighting. So we have to come out of the natural realm. This is a spiritual fight. And we have all the ammunition we need to hit the bullseye. God is always going to give you um, some type of weapon to hurl on the devil at the right time. So you have to stay in the fight, stay in the battle, and stay close to God so you'll know what to do and when to do. And this is why men go to, um, uh, what's that when you first go into the service? You go to basic training, boot camp, whatever you want to call it. You know, and so we need to remember what happened in boot camp. And so, and use those techniques and those weapons, because spiritual war is fought the same way. Amen. But you use spiritual weapons. Hallelujah. So let's let's go on and read. And four says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. And casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought. See, your thought process is going to be your biggest battle, it's going to be your biggest enemy. You have to fight the thoughts that you think in the process. Amen. You know, uh, we'll be like, we need to be like uh, Joshua and Caleb. When they saw the giants, they said, hey, they're, not, they're not bigger than us. We can take this. We got this. And everybody else, the other ten, oh, they're giants. See, you know, we're like grasshoppers. If you have a grasshopper mentality, you won't get what you want. So you have to have a, a, a spirit of, of Joshua where you say, so is God with Moses, so is he with me. And remember it and never forget it. God is with me and I will take this land. Amen. See, God has always given us what we ask for, but you gotta fight to get it. That's why the victory's been won already. But you gotta fight. You gotta go through this process to receive the blessings that He has for us. It's not impossible. In fact, your warfare is already and the strategy of your warfare has already been played out. It's already been given to you because he's knocking, telling you what to do, what to say, what scripture to use for this situation, so that will move out of your way. You but you got to listen to him. You got to be tuned in. You know we're we're hearing now that most of the people are tuned into the devil's frequency, amen, and not tuned into God's frequency. So you got to get on the right frequency so you can uh, receive the right information so that you can. Fight a good warfare. No war good warfare. It's just that way. You know, and so you have to be tuned in. So don't be so worried about what the devil's doing because, yeah, he's working against you. What else do you need to know? But you know what? You have the power. The power's been stripped from the devil. See, all he can do is cast a, how can I say, a, a facade where it looks like you know what I'm saying? It looks like he's winning, or it looks like he's got more power than you. He doesn't. Why would God send you into a warfare unequipped? And so you have to keep in mind that God is done. He's done his. In fact, he's done all he's going to do. He's given us the baton. You carry it. You fight him, but he's because he's not more powerful than you. So you take this and you win the war. Amen. So you fight. A good more and then when you've done all, if you've done all that you know to do, then God doesn't expect you to do anything else except stand. Don't quit. Don't run into a foxhole and hide. But you stay, stay in the war, in other words, stay in the fight. And don't quit until victory comes. Amen. Because victory has already been assured to you. Hallelujah. So pulling down strongholds, that means demolishing what the devil has tried to do to you. Anything that opposes God, you know, you pull it down, but you can't do it with weak, carnal methods. You have to do everything that you do is done by God, in God, through God. Amen? because that's where your victory is. Prayer is a powerful spiritual weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. And so we can fight a war and win it with fleshly maneuvers. Amen. Now, let's see Ephesians 6:18. I'm not going to go there, but if you write that down. And it talks about praying always with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the spirit, in the spirit Meaning, not in the flesh. Your war is not in the flesh. Your, your war is, has always been in the spirit. It's a spiritual battle. Amen. And you're using spiritual maneuvers. You're using spiritual weapons. So you can't do all of this spiritual stuff in the natural. Amen. And so that word supplication means asking humbly. And so praying, that's Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication. That means you can't just get it with tongues. You just can't get it, you know, in the natural. But it says pray all kind of prayer. You know, the prayer of supplication, uh, the prayer of faith. You know, you have to pray it in all kind of ways. And God can show you how to do that. That's not, he doesn't leave that up to you to figure out. He's already got that all mapped out. Amen. But because don't forget the war is already won. It's just that we have to do it ourselves. Amen. But he's given us the necks of our enemy. He's already done that. Well, how is that if he's raging after me because you're not using the right bomb to blow him up? <laughs> Amen. See, some devils you can't hit with a grenade. Amen. You have to release that f 50 whatever they call them, and uh, totally annihilate him. Amen. And then some demons, they run from you, or they go somewhere and regroup and get stronger on you. And so it takes a little bit more. Sometimes it just takes the wisdom of God or one word, one word from God. Amen. And it can change everything. And so we have to understand what we're up against. And, and just knowing, just having that knowledge of God is enough to, to have you win the war. So Ephesians 6.18 says, praying in the spirit on all occasions, praying, uh, the, praying the heart of God and the will of God. I think maybe we should turn there. Let me, let me turn there because I may be missing a little something. Let's go to Ephesians 6. Most of you probably went there already. You already went there, Abus. I'm gonna need uh, Romans 8 in uh, from from you because I don't have that, and I need, I want to read the Amplified Romans 8. But first is Ephesians 6:18. Just want to read it for myself. And it says praying, well, let's go to 17 and then take the hel- helmet of salvation. What it's saying is don't take your, your, you know, people go through this ritual of putting on their armor. Well, God has, has said don't take your armor off. You, you walk and you live in your armor, you know. You stay ready for the devil. Whenever he jump you, you jump him back. Amen. And you come with a bigger, better plan for him. And that's called annihilation. And so what you do is you keep your armor on. Your armor is never supposed to be taken off. I put, got my helmet of salvation, my feet shot with the preparation of peace. And all. You, that's, this is how you live. When you're, when you're a warrior for Christ and you're an intercessor, this is, this is your new life. And you don't, you don't take your armor off ever. Amen. Your armor is what makes you who you are. Amen. And so you, you have to stay in your armor. Never forget who you are. When See, when people take their armor off, they forget who they are. Most of them leave the fight. And it, or they, they take a vacation from the fight. You never go on vacation. Never, do you? You never go on vacation from the, this, from warfare. You fight with one hand and you enjoy life with the other, with your sword in one. You know what I'm saying. And so you learn to live like that, and it's the best way to live because nothing catches you by surprise. Hallelujah. So where was I? It, okay, so Ephesians in verse 18, it says, "Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit." Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. And so you have to persevere. You never give up. You stay at it. Stay in the fight. Don't lose, you know, because the devil's going to send all kind of distractions. Don't get distracted. Amen. But you have to stay in the fight. And don't lose hope. When you lose hope... And when you get discouraged, you just left the fight. Amen? God has to raise you back up. And sometimes it takes a lot of spiritual nourishment to get you back where you were before. Y'all hearing me? You know, you have to, you know, it's like being wounded. A wounded soldier and you have to go to the, what? you know, yeah, whatever you call it. I haven't been an army wife for a lot of years. But I used to live like that because when one person is in in the service, you are too. And so you have to get used to that lifestyle. But this is a similar lifestyle, only it's a joyful life. See, sometimes people look at warfare and, well, are we going to ever have peace? I got peace now. See, this is a peaceful journey. Amen. And it's fun. Because it's fun to wipe out the devil. Or you go help somebody else uh, attack their devils. It's a fun life. Now, it, amen. It gets intense sometimes. But we get victory through prayer. Amen. We get victory through using uh, the methods that God has given us to stand, having done all to stand. And so we the biggest thing, I think, is just trusting God in what he's already said. Trusting God that he is with you and knowing, even though it doesn't feel like it, knowing that he is there and knowing that his ways will work. His, his, um, his warfare, his weapons will work. You have to know that his weapons are going to work for you. Well, how do I know? It's a knowing that you have because you know him. You, amen. You have to understand, well, number one, understanding warfare helps. But knowing who God is and knowing who he is to you, knowing what he possessed, and knowing his will and his plan helps a whole lot. When you're just out there fish out of water and you don't know, I'll be honest with you, God helps you a little bit more. But when he expects you to to study these things and to know and to gives you time to get to know him, where you know these things feel more comfortable for you you'll get more victory amen hallelujah so praying in all kinds of prayer is really praying the heart and the will of god that's what this scripture is saying pray the heart and the will of god and persevere until you get a release well, what's the release? It's when you get peace. Sometimes you can get a peace on the inside. You ever prayed for something and then you quit and you got a peace? And that means because in the spirit realm, you know that that thing was done. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't get a release, but you get maybe joy comes. Or, um, you know, you're, you're not concerned anymore because you know you hit that thing. And you know God is with you. You know he was involved. And you know he said, let's move on to a bigger devil because that's done. And then in a little while, you see uh, that thing come down. Amen. And just like that Jack Kevorkian devil, that death devil. And we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And it seemed like he killed and killed and killed and killed. But then after a while, Pastor Barb hit that thing and nailed it. And so she started praying, he, let's just pray he go to jail. And when she prayed that, that broke, that. That was the thing to pray. So that's what I'm saying. And then he, didn't he die? He died or he was going to die and they let him out and then he died. Yeah. But the thing was not to pray that whatever we were praying, I'm not going to tell y'all. Y'all would think we're bad people. But anyway. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> And when she prayed, well, we'll pray that he get arrested and that the, the, the righteous judge send him to prison. And when we prayed that, that thing came down. Amen. And so there was no more. Heat because he just had gotten out of hand. He was st- starting to execute people on TV, strutting his stuff. Amen. And so certain things have to be handled in certain ways. So you definitely have to use spiritual weapons. And you have to use your knowledge and wisdom of the spirit life. Amen. It's a good life. And so don't be afraid to fight the devil because God has already uh, given you the necks of your enemy. All you got to do is take him down. You know, David was not afraid of Goliath. And this is why. It wasn't because he was some superhuman person. He took him down because he had confidence in his great big God. Amen. He knew that that uh, giant was coming down because he knew God. And he knew all God had to do was give him a strategy. When you get a strategy from God, that's all you need. And then you execute your authority in what you know or what you've been told, and then the devil go go and mess with somebody else. Amen. (laughs) But you got to pray things through until you get an answer or peace comes. Amen. Now let's go to Romans 8. Do you have that for me, Avis? Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's see. Romans 8. Let's see. Where are we going to read? Verse 26. And it says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait eagerly for it with patience and composure. Is that it? That's not what I want. Okay. Here it is right here. Okay. It says, in the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weaknesses. Amen. So you see, God has it all designed. He's got it all covered. When you get weak, when we're weak, He is strong in us. So, when we get weak and we want to bow out of the fight, here he comes with his strength. Amen. And sometimes we don't even want him to infuse us with his strength. Just leave me alone. Let me curl up and let me pout. Amen. But see, that doesn't stop. The devil keeps on doing stuff. See, then he jump on your kids and jump on everybody. Amen. But so here he comes in our weakness, giving us strength. It says, we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit himself knows our need and at the right time. Intercede on behalf with with sighs and groanings too deep for words. Amen. And so in other words, likewise, the Spirit... Uh, knows our infirmities, the Spirit knows what we have need of, and God comes in right at the nick of time, and He helps us. Amen. Hallelujah. And also, this, oh, let me read 27. It says, talks about searching the heart. It Says, and he who searches the heart knows the mind of the um, the mind of the Spirit is, because the Spirit intercedes on behalf of God's people in accordance with His will. Amen. And so, in other words, the Bible is saying the Spirit itself, which cannot be uttered, it has these groanings, which we did that today, that cannot be uttered. God is already designed for us to win, and not only win, but He's also prepared our. Bodies weak in our weaknesses prepared us to continue to flow with him until this thing is settled. Amen. And so this is uh, the good thing. Oops. Sorry about that. This is the good thing about God that he helps our spirit fight this battle. And sometimes we're on R&R and don't know it. Does that make sense? See, he knows when we get tired. And so he helps our inner man. That hidden man of the heart or the inner man, he infuses him with power so he can carry us when we get tired and weak. Amen. That's why it's no such thing as quitting. No such thing. Because amen. Because when don't be afraid to clap. Clap. <laughs> no quitters, Amen. Because when you when you feel like quitting, you know, we all get hit with some heavy things. But we have to keep going. God infuses us with more power. He he takes care of our weaknesses and he fights our battles for us without us even knowing it. Amen. Jesus knew we would need a helper, and this is why he told the disciples it is imperative for me to leave, so that I leave you the comforter. Because he knew that we would get weak and tired in warfare. And so he already, see, this whole thing is planned out where we don't need um, as much as we think we need because we're well-equipped. We really are. How many of you believe that with your mouth, with your heart, with your tongue? You are well-equipped and well-able to take the land that God has set before you and take the devil, whatever devil's on that land, whatever giant is there. God has made you more than able to take that thing down. Amen. Hallelujah. John 16:7, And this is Jesus talking to the disciples. And he said, this is when he was saying, it's better for you that I go. Because if I go, I'm just going to go there anyway. He says, I'll send you the comforter. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, which is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Amen? Judgment of sin, because they do not believe me. So this is the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's really what Jesus was doing. He was introducing to them the work of the Holy Spirit, what he does, how he uh, works on the inside of us as a comforter, a helper, a lawyer. He's, he's whatever you need him to be. He's your strengthener, your teacher, your hope, your great reward. He is all of these things, but you got to let him be because sometimes when we get upset, we don't want any parts of anything spiritual. We just want to fuss. Amen. And some things is legitimate. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but you still need God to help you in these things. Amen. Hallelujah. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is inside of us, and that's the spirit without measure, we just, you we executed that today. And so there should be no question in our minds if the Holy Spirit exists or if he is with us. He's with you. Amen. He can be mighty and he can be terrible when you need him to be. Amen. Because he is your defense also. He's your hope. He is everything that you need. But I'm telling you, this is the best, most powerful prayer that you can do. Is, and that's why intercessors are very much needed, especially in this end time. Amen. The intercessors are very much needed. Not these prayer chains that people call intercession. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. That's not what intercession is. Amen. T- tongues are mighty. Amen. They're, they're mighty and they're, they're an unseen force. That's what tongues really are. An unseen force that works for us, and I believe that it, uh, they work for us internally as well as externally. You have to have that spirit life. You just have to, amen. You have to exercise when you're going driving in the car. That's your time to exercise your tongues. You know, and the stronger they are, the more you can do in the spirit realm. You know, and so we never should. I uh, uh, think that it doesn't matter because it matters a lot. When people are messing with you on your job, just so many opportunities to instead of cussing or, you know, giving back what is given out to you. You know, you pray in the spirit and you just rise above what's going on because the devil is always going to be there to do something stupid. Amen. But you, could, you, you are equipped to do something great, and defeating him is a great thing. I mean, that's the most important thing that anybody can ever do. Amen. So Acts 2-2, I'm not going to go there because we all know the story, but that goes into when the, the, the uh, Holy Spirit first hit the, <laughs> I, I call it hitting the natural realm. And it was in the upper room. And, of course, it was like tongues. Some people say, yeah, it was like fire on tongues or fire in the house. But it was, it it was like and or like tongues. Amen. Amen. Let's get that straight. So it was like tongues and it hit the 120 that was sitting there. And then history was made. This supernatural power gave birth to the believer's ministry. And that's why I'm mentioning that. Oh, we know that already. Yeah, I know you know. But are you doing the believer's ministry? That's when you know. Amen. If you're not doing the believer's ministry, then you don't know. You need to be reminded. That's why I'm reminding you. Come on, y'all. Amen. We need to do the believer's ministry. And that's what—that's uh, where we really need supernatural power, supernatural help, you know. And so the disciples needed that, and that's why uh, Jesus was introducing the ministry of the, uh, the Holy Spirit before he left. He wanted them to understand what he was doing and how to use this administration, because it was really a, another administration of the power of God. And so uh, the believer's ministry is what we all should do, but instead people, everybody want a pulpit, amen, but you have one. Look out there. I see a lot of them out there, a lot of pulpits, amen, a lot of people who are confused and don't know anything. And so we really need to do the believer's ministry until God gives us something specific, amen, And, and he'll give you, he'll let you know what you're called to do. You know, if you're uh, called to intercession or, if, or you're called to a, a special gifts and those kind of things. You know, because I know tongues are, um, what I, let me get this, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but it's an audit, Pastor Barb, you could help me. It's an audit, a, uh, it's a vocal gift. That's what I see. I didn't think I would remember it. It's a vocal gift, but it's a gift just like prophecy and everything else. Amen. But see, we diminish it, it's importance. Because of people that are on Facebook or whatever you want. You know how it is. And so it's diminished a lot. But, you know, that's one of the vocal uh, gifts from God. And we need that to do anything first. We need that. And that's what you use. So that's your first spiritual weapon that you use when you get up and take your shower or your bath. You should be praying. Getting That's how you put your armor on. You pray in the spirit. Amen? Until everything is light and you're seeing, and then God can share with you what his will is or what he wants you to do for that day or whatever. You know, this is what's missing, and that's why we need to go back to basics. Amen? Get back on your foundation. Hallelujah. Where God can meet you and and teach you still, teaching you and giving you, Signs and wonders. Amen. And we need to see more signs and wonders. Signs and wonders follow believers. Did y'all know that? They don't always follow great men of God, but they follow believers. Amen. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders follow those that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils and speak with new tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Amen. Amen. And so Signs and Wonders, we have the best job. I just love just being me, you know, and just be who you are, amen. And then God will give you more when, you, when you're doing more. Let's go to Mark 16. I'm, I'm about to close. And let's go through what the believer's ministry really is and how powerful it is. Hallelujah. Mark 16, it's Mark 16, 17, and 18. For all of you that just don't think that you're doing anything. And it says here, and these signs follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. Amen. So we can take authority over every evil work that the devil has done. Anything that he's into, we can get into and win. Amen. Because God gives us power and authority. And these signs. Will follow. If you don't have these signs following you, then you're not a believer. Amen. You're looking for something higher, but it's nothing. This is the. I'm telling you, this is the best thing, the best. How can I put it? The best warfare exercise you can do is you get it from the Believers Ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. And signs follow those that believe. Amen. So why, why don't we pray in tongues more? Amen. Because that sets you, I believe it sets you in the right position to take down anything that's pressing. Amen. Things that we know about and things that maybe are not yet revealed. But God is in it all. He, it's in his plan. It, he makes the plan work for us. So never diminish your, your power and your authority and never, never diminish where it starts. It all starts with the power of the tongue. Amen. Jude 20, hallelujah, says you building yourself up on your most holy faith. That's in Jude 20. Let's go there right quick. Hallelujah. Jude 20. You build yourself up. On most holy faith, and you don't want to go out doing anything, not being equipped with your most holy faith. Amen. Let's see where I'm at. Okay. It says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. In other words, you are edifying God and building yourself. It's like pumping up a tire. You're pumping spiritual power into your body, into your, your inner man, where you can take on the problems of the day. Amen. And anything that the devil's got waiting on you around the corner. You know, and so you you build up your spiritual power where these small things don't bug you. Amen. Where you just don't get bugged about small things. So praying in the Holy Spirit, it just has so many benefits. And so I think we need to go back. Sometimes it's just time, especially the end times, where we know that uh, there's different things going on in the church. And people are just discouraged. And this is one way, I believe, that the church gets ready to be an end time army. You have to go back to the foundation. Amen. And tongues is, you know, people look at that as a small thing, but that is what is going to revolutionize the the body of Christ. And so, amen. I believe God is putting the church back together again. He's separating people. Amen. The wheat from the tares. He said let it grow up together and he'll do the separating. And I believe we're in a separating process in the church and God is refilling and restoring his church. Amen. And it may not be what you think it's going to be. Amen. But you know what? I want to be included in the number. And we need to take this nation. Amen. Back as you see, the devil's trying to take this country. Amen. But God says no. And we say no. And so we need to stay built up. On your most holy faith, and that way you don't have to be looking for your armor. Where's my armor? Where's Where'd it go? But <laughs> we we carry our armor. We live out of our armor, and we take the devil down, and we know how to hit him with the right scripture for the right situation, and nail him, and he doesn't have to get a piece of us. But we have a we get a piece of him. Not just a piece, we get the hope. we just bomb him and tear him down. But it's done by the Spirit. It's not magic. It doesn't happen like magic. But you have to go through uh, these steps of what God has already given us and utilize them, and they will never not work for you. Amen. And so we just, I'm, I'm done. I have done everything that I want to do, but I do want us to pray in the Spirit again. And this is why, because I believe we need to change atmospheres or learn to change atmospheres. What do you? Amen? And so why don't we do that right now? Just pray in the spirit where you are. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. See, sometimes it's hard to get started. You know why? Because you your rotor router is dry. You understand what I'm? Mean? You need to get oiled up, and that's when you just got to blast through that dry period. Or y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That feeling of laziness or like I don't feel like doing it right now. See, that's what keep you from winning getting victory. Uh, amen. So you gotta thrust through. So let's try that again. Go just blast through that. Rabba Robo samdarehi. Nishata We have victory through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. God has given us the necks of our enemy. And we thank you, Father, that we are victorious in everything that we do. We break your power, Satan. We blast through this darkness. We break its power in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. Amen. Now you see the difference? See, you can win the battle like that, you know, because God will give you more and more and more. If there's anybody in here that don't pray in tongues and you want to, can I see your hands? If you're sitting by somebody that doesn't pray in tongues, now's your time to tell on them. Anybody don't pray in tongues, come on up. Amen. On. Oh, you're telling on somebody. Come on. You want to come up? It only takes a minute. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Only take a minute.